Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus episode 170, the review for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. of Film Focus. I'm your host, the Hypersonic 55, and I'm glad you decided to join me for another episode of film-related discussion. And yes, it's once again time to talk about them Ninja Turtles. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are back with a new animated film, and it's got a lot of buzz going into it. Before it's released, the first trailer definitely got people excited, and the subsequent bits of marketing that's come out afterwards has definitely got people pretty enthused especially because of its uh, presentation the visuals on display are definitely taking notes out of the book of the spider-verse films which seems to be this rallying film that's allowing studios to finally step outside of the basic boundaries of what 3d animated films have looked like for the last how many years and tries new and interesting styles and i think Literally within the last two years specifically, we've started to see a lot of interesting variation. And 2023 so far seems to be that year where a lot of variation is starting to show up in the way in which things are being presented. Not only when it comes to their art style, but also the way in which the uh, the cinematography and the camera angles are handled. Or obviously the utilization of uh, different frame rates in terms of the smoothness of the animation and all that. So... I was super curious about this film. I would say I was excited, but not crazy excited. Compared to some of the other animated films that was on display for this year in particular, I would say this was definitely on the higher end, mostly just because of the style. It felt like, from an outsider's point of view, this Ninja Turtles film was taking the concept art slash comic booky sketchy styles that the Spider-Verse films have adopted, but taking it to that next level where it came to the way in which the colors were done, the line work was done, everything just looked a little rough and sketchier, but in a way that was very appealing to my eyes, and the color scheme was looking fab. So the more I saw this film, the more excited I got, and with some of the early word of mouth coming out of like the early screenings, giving it like nines and stuff, I'm like, okay, this film is going to be some hype stuff. So I'm not going to lie, my expectations definitely went up within the last couple of weeks. And just in terms of my history of the Ninja Turtles, I would say the Ninja Turtles are... They're, they're something that I've always wanted to like more than I did, but it just never really appealed to me in the way in which I wanted. I was a bit too old for the Ninja Turtles by the time that I was growing up. I wouldn't say like, you know, as I was like too old to be watching it. It was more so that I think if I had been born in the 80s and grew up with it, I think I would have had a greater attachment to it. I watched it when it aired in the UK a little bit on VHS and stuff, but it was never really my thing. I more or less just gravitated towards all the other weird animal like uh, things on TV, like the Street Sharks or the Biker Mice from Mars or like Beast Wars or um, Gargoyles, even though they're technically not animals. They're like, you know, more crazy beasts made out of stone. But anyway, 
you get my point. And of all the various incarnations of the Ninja Turtles that's come in film and TV, there's only sort of two that's really like, you know, caught my eye. And it was the first live action film with the, you know, puppet based Ninja Turtles from 1990. That film still is really fun, despite like the final battle between like uh, the Shredder and like the Ninja Turtles being kind of anticlimactic. And the 2003 animated show that used to air on Fox Kids over here. I loved that show. Even though I never watched it to its completion, I loved the intro, I liked the look of the show, and it was the first version of the Ninja Turtles for me that showed off how cool they could be in animation, where they were utilizing their weapons, they looked cool, they were going up against like pretty cool bad guys, and it had a little bit more of a serious edge than the more cartoony, happy-go-lucky, you know, 80s TV show. And I know that there's been some interesting things done with the, was it Rise of the Ninja Turtles? I can't remember what the name of that bloody, like, newest animated show is. But with the crazy animation that those guys are doing in that show, it's mad. It's definitely looking like some crazy anime-related material. But all that rambling aside, what is Mutant Mayhem like, this new film? Well, I will tell you in this review, and as per usual, we'll talk about story, characters, presentation, and overall conclusions. So without further ado, let's jump in. Alright, so now it's time to talk about the plot and it can be summed up as the following. In this incarnation of the Ninja Turtles, the four main brothers are a group of talented yet mischievous individuals running around at night trying to see what the outside world is like. And for them, their main dream is to become accepted and integrate into society. But they're not quite sure how to do that. But then they concoct a plan to take out a criminal syndicate and then become heroes. However, in doing so, they uncover a group of mutants who are concocting a sinister plan. So the Turtles, alongside the help of a high schooler by the name of April O'Neil, band together to take out the mutants and stop their plan and save the day from chaos. And that is a way for me to summarize the plot without going into the era spoilers. Now, I thought the plot was pretty good. It was simple yet effective. It told a pretty complete story and it presented certain themes and ideas that have either never been seen in the Ninja Turtles so far or have been tackled in a different way or tackled in a way that had a little bit more depth than I was expecting. However, there were certain moments where this film was diving into more serious, more heartfelt material which I enjoyed, I just don't feel like they executed it as well as I would have liked. Because there are moments in this film where I'm like, yo, this film is actually trying to say something. Or it's having certain moments where characters are having these uh, deep, interesting, introspective moments, but they are few and far between, or if they're tackling it, it just doesn't go as far as I would have liked. Now, granted, the Ninja Turtles have always been more of an accessible property to everybody. Since the um, animated show from the late 80s, it was mostly aimed at children. However, with every subsequent incarnation of the Ninja Turtles, they, while still aimed at children, they tried to cast a net where anyone from any sort of age range could come in and try to enjoy the Ninja Turtles and I found that that's definitely been the case since about 2012 with the 3D animated show and then the 2D animated show that came afterwards and while I know the Michael Bay produced Ninja Turtles films at least attempted to try and capture 
something that was a little older for people, especially with the 2014 one. I think that film took it a little too seriously and had a few too many Bayisms implemented into those live action films that just didn't work. So when they tried to make things a little bit more comedic with the second one in 2016, I believe, that film, even though it felt more like a live action version of the classic Ninja Turtles uh, series, for me, that one just went a little too far in the silly end and just became a little nonsensical. So with this new version of the Ninja Turtles, they definitely have given us the most modern feeling Ninja Turtles property that I've seen for a while. There are a lot of references to our real world when it comes to films, certain quotes, the use of certain lingo, music, and like just the pop culture references are stupidly modern. This film feels like it's definitely gravitating towards Gen X and current kids of today. So if you want a Ninja Turtles film that makes you feel like it could be part of this world, then that's definitely an element that is here. And that also extends into the humor of the film as well. A lot of the humor in this film is, you know, your standard classic material, but it also tends to gravitate towards a lot of um, stuff from this current generation. And I don't know, it just didn't work for me. The humor in this film was very hit and miss. There were certain times I was having a good time, especially with some of the uh, the bad mutants that were part of like uh, Superfly's gang. But beyond that, some of the humor was just like, yo, man, this is just not working for me. Uh, but yeah, I think I was hoping for something with a little bit more depth and something with a little bit more darkness to it. And I think that's my fault for wanting a Ninja Turtles film that could ride that balance between being, you know, humorous and accessible, but something that had a little bit more like uh, edge to it. And I think it's different because this incarnation of the Ninja Turtles is definitely more of a early years of the Ninja Turtles. It feels like a Batman year one if I was to make a comparison where these guys haven't become the full-on Ninja Turtles characters that we're familiar with in some of the other previous incarnations. These guys are still very early at what they're doing. They're still trying to find their rhythm. And by the end of this film, I felt like, okay, we're getting into territory now that if this has a sequel, this could be some hype stuff. This feels like a really decent foundation that they could really work and refine and get even better with a sequel but yeah as it stands i thought the plot was solid but it just didn't reach those depths and heights that i was hoping for all right and now it's time to talk about the characters and i thought that they were all pretty solid again some stood out more so than others and there were certain elements of characters that i wish got to be dived into into or had more screen time but as it stands the characters were pretty solid and the voice acting was very very nice so let's start out with the four main turtles themselves i will say that mika abby shaman brown jr nicholas Cantu, and Braddy noon all did a great job as donatello michelangelo leonardo and Raphael. i think these characters were the strongest element of the cast because while we've seen certain incarnations of the Ninja Turtles who really played into that brotherly bond, I feel like this incarnation really felt the most like brothers, where they were clowning around with each other, you know, vibing off of each other, but also they had beef, they squabbled, they all had like their individual quirks, but rather than them being, you know, just 
oh, this is the smart one, this is the tough one, this is the leader, and this is the dumb one. I felt like they felt just a little bit more fleshed out than some of the previous like versions of the Ninja Turtles. And it also helped that these boys sounded like teenagers. And it also helped that the lingo that they were able to use and the way in which they were able to talk over each other felt very much just like a bunch of young boys who were, you know, super enthusiastic about what they were doing, how they were living and, you know, getting into trouble and all this other sort of stuff. So the brothers were great. I found that they were pretty good. I would say that of the brothers, it may have been either Raphael or Michelangelo that I liked. Although Leonardo was pretty fun in this movie as well. And then you have April O'Neil, who's played by Ayo Edebiri. At least I hope I'm saying her name correctly. I love Edebiri from The Bear. She is so good in this, uh, in that show. So to know that she was voicing the character in this film, she was pretty good as well. I know, obviously, online there are some absolutely horrible things that's been said about this character just because she doesn't look like the standard white ginger version that we've had in several versions of like ninja turtles over the how past how many decades but i think this version of april i liked her she was a little bit more down to earth she had certain like fears and hopes and it was interesting how some of her aspirations sort of mirrored that with the ninja turtles and yeah she had good chemistry with the rest of the turtles as well and then you have just the bunch of like the bad guys who were led by Superfly, who is voiced by Ice Cube. And like, I almost forgot Ice Cube was in this film. I think he did a terrific job in this uh, film. His character was super charismatic, sassy. He definitely had great screen presence and it was all elevated by Cube's like performance. I think he could really do well doing more voice work. I think he's done some voice work beforehand, but I think he did a really good job with the character in this film. And while there's like just so many other characters to mention, I think, yeah, I think the only other people that I would mention from their like little mutant gang, I would say that Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko was my favorite. He was so fun. And I didn't know who the voice was at the time, but I'm just like, this guy just seems so chill and down to earth. And then when I see his Rudd, I'm like, of course, he was wonderful. So good. And I guess the only other person to mention is Jackie Chan as Splinter. Now, I have mad love for Jackie Chan in any form that it takes. And it's always fun to hear him like take on a voice role. And I think he did a really good job with uh, Splinter. This version of Splinter, he is definitely a little bit more comedic than I remember some of the other versions of Splinter being. Um, he has a little bit more of like a upbeat, like an energetic kind of uh, vocal performance. He's definitely more of a chilled um, yet authoritative father figure, but I found him a little less like um, stoic and like um, master sensei kind of vibes that like, you know, some of the previous um, versions of Splinter had. I like what they did with him, but at the same time, I wish he was in the film a little bit more and I wish he was a little bit more serious. Um, but yeah, Again, those are just nitpicks for me. And then we move on to the presentation, probably the strongest aspect of this film. This film looks so, so nice. And while I feel like there is a little bit of refinement that was needed for some of the visuals, 
because sometimes the action when it was moving all over the place with this crazy sketchy chalky art style it did get a little messy at times but otherwise it was mostly really good just the way that the film is framed from being on the rooftops to some of the interior locations there is a strong use of color and lighting where everything just sort of stands out especially when the mutants are involved but seeing the animation just slide and move and have these sort of cool tracking shots and really fun uses of animation it's it's fun it's some really cool looking things and again it gives me that comic book vibe but also just if you have ever done any artwork in the past and you were using like an old sketchbook and utilizing certain stuff like crayons and chalks and maybe fancy uh, types of pencils and pens it's the way in which they're able to like sort of layer those elements onto the 3d models and create this sort of really rough yet fancy looking style that just works for the film over the course of like you know it's it's duration it was it's just like a nice look i feel like there's a little bit more refinement that could be done to it but overall it's still pretty solid and you can't highlight the presentation without mentioning the wonderful audio that came from Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor. As a pairing, these guys have done some really cool and dynamic scores that have lived in my mind for years. Mostly the stuff that was done with The Social Network, Gone Girl, and Soul from 2020. And they created a score that was very atmospheric, cool, intense, had its moments especially i think the the score was at its best when it was highlighting some of these more sinister or action-packed moments and part of it definitely felt like it was vibing with the energy that the spider-verse films had on a couple of occasions but i feel like this film had enough of its own identity to stand out and then on top of that you had the soundtrack which had a lot of interesting uses of hip-hop especially from the 90s and it was utilized in some pretty good ways although there were certain songs in this film where i'm just like yeah i could have done without that song and there were certain moments where i'm like yeah there was one too many tracks but otherwise it wasn't as overbearing as say something like the mario movie which was just absolutely atrocious all right so now it's time to talk about the conclusion overall i would say mutant mayhem is a good time and if you have no attachment to the Ninja Turtles franchise but would like to see a cool animated film, then this is definitely for you. I would say if you have attachment to the franchise, you may not like the way this film tampers with the established lore of certain characters and plot points, but if you have an open mind, you'll still have a good time. I think the strongest aspects of this film are, is the presentation and the relationship between the brothers and some of the voice acting as well. I would say that this film just didn't give me what I was looking for personally. As I said before, the Ninja Turtles are a franchise that have elements from various incarnations that is good to me. It's just that I've never found a TV show or a film that has given me the complete package of what I would personally want for a Ninja Turtles film. And I know that my nitpick slash negative thoughts around this film will probably be perceived as like just me being an old man moaning about things but hey i have to be honest with you guys i think this will go down well with a lot of people and i'm probably just gonna be on my own little island just saying yeah i like the film i just didn't love it but anyway now i'll pass it on to you ladies and gentlemen what do you think of mutant mayhem did you love it did you hate it did you 
find yourself somewhere in between whatever your thoughts are comment in the comment section below or hit me up on twitter where i'm at hypersonic 55 or at film focus 55 check out the podcast on soundcloud itunes spotify and uh, on youtube as well and other places where podcasts can be found thank you for listening as always and until the next time this is the hypersonic 55 signing out peace Thank you.